You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. Just recently, I went to a very informative and inspirational conference, and this is really where the inspiration for this episode came up. Because if we look at life as if it were a video reel, and we all watch reels all the time nowadays, it seems, we'd be able to pick out the frames that we'd never forget, whether it's moments that we hold close to our hearts, the people we've experienced, and even the times where we felt like we were just at the bottom of the barrel, all of the days made us feel something, even if it was temporary. And video reels, which we are so familiar with because it seems like nowadays we all have the attention span of ping pong balls, they go really fast. So fast that you can go through the entire video montage and probably not really fixate on any particular frame because it's over as soon as it started. But life doesn't always work in the same way. As human beings, we get caught up in the cycle of us versus time, and we have had episodes talking about before the cycle of time and time versus fear, too. And we're constantly either racing or chasing some end goal or perhaps running away from the obstacles of our past, and we do this all while forgetting to enjoy the present moments and where we are in the right here and right now. And it's natural. It can be scary to think of what won't happen in life if we don't act a certain way. And sometimes it's even scarier to think of what will happen. It's easy to want to distract and busy ourselves so that we don't have to think about the leap of faith we need to take. But my question to you all is, is being too busy truly a good thing? When we feel too busy to have time for ourselves or hear about others keeping themselves busy, it can be easy to accept it without thinking much about it. Except for me, when it brought upon all of these feelings after hearing someone say something really specific at this conference I recently went to, which I'll share towards the end of this episode. So we want to realize that when we do that, we sometimes forget to take time for ourselves, to make time for ourselves and the things and the people who we truly care about. So really understanding this can start by reframing the mindset of our intentions. Sometimes to understand how we're so busy, it's important to first take a step back and look at the why. Why are we so busy? And we should ask ourselves, are we doing too much because we feel the need to prove ourselves? Well, this mindset can come from a variety of things. One of those things are childhood pressures. So think back to when you were a child. We often had a reward system of some sort, right? Whether it be a gold star or a red light, yellow light, green light. 
we had this thing set up in classrooms and perhaps at homes that if we did well, we would receive a prize or some kind of affirmation telling us like, yes, good job. And as a result, we're more likely to do that same thing, to repeat that same behavior because we expect something positive to come out of it. That's called positive reinforcement. Then there's the flip side. In those times when we did something that was regarded as bad or as negative, then maybe we had a reward or something of importance to us being taken away from us, or we received discipline that didn't have the same impact as a positive reward. Think about perhaps you and your own child or when you were a younger person. They do something they're not supposed to, what gets taken away? The iPad, the switch, the car keys, the privilege of going out, you remove something. So learning how our actions are perceived at an early age of life can impact how we do things and why we do things. So think about that as you think about why is it that I perhaps keep myself so busy? Or if it's not you, why is it that so-and-so keeps themselves so busy? Another reason is work in school. Sometimes we feel good grades or receiving perfect work performance defines who we are. And that's true if you identify as a type A or perfectionistic person. So then we put in all of our effort into showcasing that. For example, if we're climbing up the job ladder and we feel like we must prove something to our boss, we might try to overcompensate by piling on more work or taking on additional projects. And when we do this, we take ourselves back into that mindset of we do all the things, we do them well, and then perhaps we get more rewards. Relationships can even play a part in this. Relationship expectations are an interesting one because it can be from people that we really care about or it can be from people that we don't really care at all about. If it's someone that we do care about, maybe we feel the need to go above and beyond to show our love for them. And if it's someone that we don't like or perhaps don't get along with, maybe we take their opinions personally and can go into overdrive to disprove what they are saying, to show them that they're actually wrong. So whether it be one or the other, we sometimes overwork ourselves to get the approval from people we admire or to prove others wrong. I truly believe, and there's a lot of studies that show that a lot of things, a lot of feelings, a lot of hardships, a lot of the way that we look at life can be passed down generationally. So hardships can be passed down generationally. And as kids, we pick it up from those around us, especially for those people we admire, and we think that it's normal. As a kid, I remember Saturday mornings, There was no such thing as sleeping in. Even if the house was fully clean, according to my mom, there was just always something to do. A few years ago, I invited my mom to a spa and she was like, well, what do you do after the massage? And she had and still has difficulties understanding what you do or better stated how you can relax. He told her like, you just sit and that's still doing something. Because it's being, and there is existence in just being. 
So remember that internal and external situations in our environment can also guide ourselves or guide our need to keep ourselves busy from the things around us, from the people around us, from the way that we were raised and the things that we experienced when we went to school. And sometimes it's less about proving ourselves and more about keeping ourselves busy because slowing down means that we have the time to think about things that we don't want to think about. I consistently have conversations with some family members who say, I don't want to go to bed until I can't keep my eyes open anymore so that I can go straight to sleep. And if you really sat and asked yourself, are you comfortable in just sitting in not doing anything at all, but just sitting and as I just stated, just being in that moment without looking at your phone, at the TV, at people, just you and your thoughts, can you find comfort in that? And if you can't, ask yourself, why? What is it that you might be afraid of? That space of silence and quiet, perhaps? Are you afraid of getting in bed because you're afraid of the volume of your own thoughts? When we have this type of thinking, we engage in avoidant type of behaviors. A psychologist out of Los Angeles says that avoidance is the attempt to minimize and avert perceived threat, danger, or anxiety. And a threat can mean something different to each of us. There's never anything that we should really feel ashamed of because all of us have some kinds of experience or many experiences that have made us apprehensive in the next step in whatever situation. For instance, if we become anxious from opening up in relationships because of a past heartbreak, then we start building this protective wall as a defense mechanisms and maybe avoid dating altogether or keep our partners at a distance so that we don't get hurt again. Or another example, if we experience some sort of failure or setback, whether in a job or in a friendship situation, then we tend to tread more carefully and put our focus on other things so that we don't have to think about what we're feeling. The brain is an amazing thing, and it's meant to keep us safe and keep us protected. So anything that it perceives as a threat, not a lion, tiger, or bear, but any of these day-to-day situations, it's going to do what it has to do to help us feel safe. And another reason why we may keep so busy is because we might be scared of our own emotions. And I want to stress the importance of understanding that Of course, there are no negative emotions, only intense ones. Some examples may be anger, guilt, sadness, pain, or even intense excitement. Whatever you're feeling is valid. And talking about them to a loved one, to a therapist, to a supportive community can really take your emotions by rain instead of running from them. So don't be afraid to confront the thoughts and the feelings that you're having even if they might be heavy, and even if they may be uncomfortable. Because by taking healthy steps toward them and actively working on changes you want to make, you make huge progress, and that is to be celebrated. And sometimes we stay busy because we take pride in doing all the things. 
I used to be at the top of that list, almost wearing it as a badge of honor. When someone used to ask me how busy I was around 2015 to 2019 or so, it was like I was a broken record. I would say, well, I have to get up at 6 a.m. to get ready because I have to leave my house early because I live about 30 minutes from my school and the traffic is ridiculous. So I have to be there by 7.45 until 3, of course. And then I have in-home clients at four o'clock, five o'clock, and six o'clock. And by the last client, I'm starving. And then typically I'm only left to eat fast food as I'm driving from one client to another. Then by the time I get home at 7.30 and I want to go to the gym, but I don't even know what my family's going to eat for dinner. And I somehow have to fit in spending time with my husband and my son which then always leaves me feeling really bad because it ends up being so much less time than I actually want to give them. And then I go to bed at like one or two o'clock in the morning working on my side hustle before getting up and having to do it all over again. End quote. (laughs) I mean, do you hear the violin from where you're sitting right now? (sighs) It used to be like, woe is me all the time. And I mean, honestly speaking, I was busy. I was ridiculously busy, but I'll have to tell you, I wasn't living, nor was I happy because in those three to four years, as I was earning the 4,500 hours necessary to earn a therapist licensure in the state of New Jersey, I gained 80 pounds. My life in those years was a blur and many things suffered. And as women, we often pride ourselves in doing all the things. Recently, here's a story about the conference where I was at. Someone in the room stated, I sleep only three hours and I'm good because I'm doing what I want to do. And I sat there thinking, but are you really? If you're only sleeping three hours? And sometimes we can't help it because things happen. But if we're doing that by choice, are we really good? Being too busy can have poor effects on our mental health and on our physical health. Our sleep patterns get thrown off, we're overstressed, we lack self-care, and we can even get anxious about time or about the lack of time because we're so busy. We must remind ourselves to carve out times for our well-being and for our self-care because we cannot pour from empty cups, especially if we're parents or caregivers. So we must remember to do things to take care, again, of our physical well-being and of our mental and emotional well-being. And some of those things can include our physical health, like going for a walk, doing yoga, trying out the gym, Listen, just walking up and down your stairs a couple more times or not taking the elevator or parking a little bit farther from the store, all of those mini things count and amount into big things. We must remember to take care of our mental health. We talk about mindfulness on this podcast. So remembering how we can be present in the right here and right now and how we can infuse that into all the things we do and live a mindful life. Maybe we get into journaling or some kind of creative pursuits, or we take time to do things that we enjoy. And remember that doing nothing is also self-care because there is being in the not doing when we allow ourselves to just relax and not be in a constant shuffle of the doing, 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 and of the go, go, go. And by doing all of these things, again, we give ourselves a healthy space and the time to think and relax, which people we need, we need because we're human. 
we need when we want to live the best lives that we can possibly give. Know that being too busy can also link into our hidden insecurities. And we just talked about insecurities in the last episode, 144. So remember that insecurity stems from our thoughts and from our doubts, and we create these things in our minds about ourselves. So definitely check out that episode and then think about why is it that I keep myself so busy and does it have anything to do with these insecurities? Because if we feed into these insecurities, we might try to busy ourselves, to distract ourselves instead of creating healthy practices to actually work on these things. And speaking of time, Not only taking the time to just be instead of the doing, but also taking the time to heal. Work through those things that hurt and let this be a journey, which means it won't always be a step forward, which also means it won't always be comfortable. And that's okay because being human beings means that we fail sometimes. But it also means, as I've stated before, that we pick ourselves up, that we dust ourselves off, and that we keep trying. It means that not every day is going to look the same. Some days we're going to feel super productive and on other days we may feel like we just wasted the day. But truth be told, there's no such thing as a perfect day and every single day is a gift. It's okay to slow down and figure things out as you go and most importantly, to enjoy the little and the big moments that you allow yourself to create. As I've stated in the past, we sometimes need to go through this discomfort to learn, to grow, and to continue taking steps forward. And finally, forgive yourself and be kind to yourselves. You deserve not to be weighed down by your burdens. Be mindful and live in the moment, whether you're alone or whether you're with people you love. Take time to do the things that make you happy. Take time to just stop and watch a sunset or smell the roses or whatever it is that can stop you in your track and remind you exactly where your feet are in this moment. Listen to what your body and mind need and you may see a big difference in the way that you show up in life. And know, my friends, that if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to know that you're so loved. And you're special just for being you. So try not to label yourself by the bad days, by the tough days, by the days that you may have a lot of things to do. Don't think that you're only loved and that you are worthy and that you are only enough when you are doing all the things. Know that you are loved, worthy, and enough by just existing. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I now invite you to join me on this short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, feel your breath as your belly goes out and in, as you breathe in and out, and reflect on the message that you just heard. Think about something that you don't like to think about. Perhaps it's a thought. Perhaps it's an event. Perhaps it's an image of someone who is no longer in your life, whether it be physically or figuratively. 
provide space for yourself to really reflect on why is it that you don't like to think of this specific thought, event, person, or whatever it is. And allow yourself right now to just feel it. And right now, in the next breath in that you take, allow yourself to bring in peace into your brain, into your heart, into your body, and allow yourself to release the label that you categorize or classify these thoughts with. Things don't need to be good or bad. They don't need to be positive or negative. Perhaps they may be comfortable or uncomfortable, but know that it doesn't define you. Know that it's okay to sometimes feel discomfort. It's okay to acknowledge that you may not feel so great and know that it's okay to let it go, bring yourself back, and keep living the life that you are meant to live. Again, in this inhale, inhale peace. And on your next out breath, exhale release. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the free to be mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.